G'day punters, welcome back to a very special episode of the Exotic Punters podcast. Big weekend of sport coming up. We're going to be talking about the Ryder Cup and the AFL Grand Final. Darby, first of all, let's start with the Ryder Cup, mate. Big weekend in golf coming up and uh, it's one of the biggest events on the golfing calendar. It's the USA versus Europe and uh, there's a lot of new faces on the European scene this year. Yeah, no doubt about that. It's it's a lot of new faces, and uh, obviously, the live golfers. Uh, there aren't any live golfers representing Europe, so you've got uh, you know some some new faces. Of course, Robbie McIntyre, Sepp Straka, uh, Hoygaard, Nikolai Hoygaard, and of course, probably the the sort of the the hype name hanging to the tournament. That is, of course, Ludwig Aberg. But uh, yeah, I was looking at uh, the last Ryder Cup, which was only two years ago. It feels like a long time ago in the golf world, and. Obviously, the European team, I think they had Westwood, Paul Casey, Poulter, Sergio Garcia, and Bernd Wiesberger. So all five of them are now at Live Golf, and they've brought in some new players. Justin Rose uh, actually wasn't on that team, and now he's back. So and he's uh, by far the oldest member of the team and in the tournament. So, yeah, plenty to look forward to, and yeah, just can't wait to see the atmosphere. It should be a great week. Yeah, it's going to be a good one, Dubs. Let's touch on the rise of Ludwig Aberg, mate. He's a bit of an upcoming star, and he's, it's hard to believe just uh, at the end of May, he was uh, still in college competing in the NCAA championships, and uh, now, having not even played a major championship, he is on the Ryder Cup team for Europe. Yeah, it's extraordinary, isn't it? only turned pro a few months ago, and obviously already had that professional win uh, in Switzerland. So, well, he's had a remarkable start to his career and he looks just one of those players that has a sort of an endless pool of talent. I mean, he, he's a flasher. You just watch him swing it and sort of athletic, tall, hits the ball a mile. And I would love to see him get paired with Rory, I think, in the first session tomorrow night. I think that would get everyone just into their in their element and get the European crowd really firing, especially if they can get the point on the board. But uh, you... Uh, played an event against him uh, last year, which is which just shows you. I mean, he's he has come from yeah, it's a really star rise for him in in such a short period. So he's now playing in probably one of the hardest events to get in the world. Uh, but not that long ago, he was just competing in, in just college events. Yeah, it's hard. It's actually hard to believe, Darby. Uh, despite being on opposite sides of the leaderboard uh, in that event. Uh, it, it is hard to believe when even the other day I looked back at the uh, the field for that event and uh, to think that I played with a guy, I played against a guy 18 months ago now and now he's playing in a Ryder Cup is just unbelievable. Mm, it just shows you, I mean, college golfers, they, they're just coming out ready to go now and certainly a much younger sport. I think um, just looking at the, the teams for the Ryder Cup, the age difference compared to, say, 10 years ago, you're getting a lot more guys in their 20s, um, you know, even Hoygaard and Bobby McIntyre, you know, they're looking at much younger profiles and same for the American team. While probably 10 years ago, you're looking at guy. I remember when Spieth and Patrick Reed came out, they were just like these two kids. And, you know, now Spieth's one of the older guys. He's 30, remarkably. Makes me feel old. I'm only 21. But, um, yeah, look, it should be a sensational event. But uh, the big story, I think, on the American side is Justin Thomas. Uh, and he's had a, a poor season for his very lofty standards, of course, missing the FedEx Cup playoffs. 
uh, and really struggling in the majors. I think he shot over 80 in both the British Open and the US Open. So he's definitely struggled for form, and uh, but he has got a great Ryder Cup record. I think he's won six points or in only two appearances, and he was very good back in Whistling Straits, and he was one of their stars in Paris back in 2018. And <clears throat> uh, you'd expect he'll be paired with Spieth, uh, they've had a lot of success together. And, you know, I've been hearing a lot of noise about the boys club and and things like that. But ultimately with America, um, you know, in the past, I think some would argue that, you know, the Mickelson and Tiger Woods era, they didn't get along. Uh, I, I don't think it's any secret that Phil and Tiger weren't great mates. And when they were the stalwarts, the, you know, the American team struggled and no one could really pair with Tiger Woods. Not that that was his fault. I think they just sort of were intimidated by having him as a partner. But I think now America are just saying, well, who can we pair with best? Who are the guys that are going to get along best and gives us the best chance of winning? To be honest, I think Justin Thomas gives you more than Keegan Bradley does. Um, and and probably the same for Bryson DeChambeau. So that's, that's how I look at it. But obviously we will see how he goes uh, this weekend. Yeah, Dario. Look, I agree with you. Do I think he warranted a pick? No, I don't think he did. He didn't play well enough throughout the season. But as you said, the US has really struggled with uh, pairing people together and having that camaraderie within the team that the European team certainly doesn't lack. Um, they're definitely a lot closer knit uh, team. But uh, yeah, Justin Thomas, he can just, he pairs so well with Spieth. And uh, off his previous Ryder Cup form, you, you can't leave him out. But yeah, um, it's a tough one because it was players that did probably warrant a pick but yeah you at the end of the day you've got to put people together who are going to team well yeah exactly well all right we're both going to give out players to watch uh for the tournament and i've got a couple but on the american side i i really think uh xander shoffley is going to be one of those players who will, will get a lot of points for america him and patrick cantlay they may be two of the more boring people in professional golf and maybe sport in the world but as a team, they are like the Terminators. They get the job done. They were sensational at Whistling Straits. Very good at both President's Cups. They've been paired together. And Xander's one of the more consistent players in the game. Cantlay's the same. And I think working together, they're best buds, I think, on tour. Uh, and they both should win their singles. So I'd be very surprised if they aren't paired every session, uh, the pair of them. And... Uh, they don't get three points out of four would be my, I'd be surprised uh, if they didn't, if, if they don't, that's a win for team Europe. Uh, and just a, a name that people probably don't know is a Sepp Straker. I'm really looking forward to watching him. He's a European player from Austria, second in the British open, um, a fantastic ball striker, a bit streaky. So if he's on, he will make a ton of birdies. He'll be an awesome partner. Uh, but if he's not, he could be, may only play one session and be benched to the singles. So uh, they're the players I'm looking forward to watching. But, yeah, expect a lot of points from Xander and Cantlay throughout the week. Yeah, I completely agree with you on the uh, Xander and Cantlay teaming. They're a great team, and uh, I agree. I think they'll be uh, putting a few points up on the board for Team USA. But the player I really want to look out for, um, and I'm not exactly – I'm pretty much standing the obvious here. But John Rahm, I think he's ready to go. Uh, he's playing some good golf at the moment and uh, he's going to be pumped up in front of the home crowd. So I think I expect a big week from him as well as Tommy Fleetwood as well. He was awesome last Ryder Cup uh, when in Europe. 
and uh, yeah, I think he's going to have a big week as well. Uh, I think it's going to be a great week, and uh, I think I do think Europe will come out on top. I think the US hasn't won in Europe for thirty years, and I can't see that changing. That's a big call. I've I've got the Yanks getting the job done, so I'm taking it a different level of as hard as it is for me to say because I cannot stand the American golf team, but. Uh, I think just looking at the way they're playing and just the form, I've got some queries over a few Europeans and guys like Lowry, uh, Rose. I'm just concerned about how they're going to play. Um, well, I think the Americans' all-round depth is just sensational. and Even guys like Brian Harmon, I think, could play really well this week. So I'm sticking to the Americans in a very tight one. Yeah, well... Dubs, it's going to be a great weekend of golf and uh, it's going to be a great weekend in sport in general. And uh, let's move on to the AFL Grand Final uh, at the MCG this Saturday. It's going to be a big game. Collingwood Magpies versus the Brisbane Lions. Uh, and, gee, the Pies just got over the line in the last match. And, uh, well, Brisbane Lions, a bit Shatsaka-like coming from miles back and uh, storming over the top of the Blues. Yeah, they did it easy in the end, didn't they, Brisbane? But they started very slow um, and, yeah, definitely brought flashbacks to the last few years where the Lions have struggled. But, uh, yeah, look, it's going to be – I think it's a, a great game. We haven't had a good grand final in Mel, uh, in the AFL, I don't think, since really the, the great Collingwood-West Coast game in 2018. And I, this, to me – I mean, we say this every year, but this really stacks like a close game because I, I think they've both got flaws – but their strengths are really good as well. And they're just very evenly matched. And even though Brisbane have uh, have a really good record against the Pies in recent years, um, the fact that it's at the MCG tilts things more in a Collingwood's favour. Yeah, can't knock you there, Dubs. Brisbane have only won, had the one win at the MCG in the last five seasons, uh, which it makes it pretty hard to tip them when you, when you look at that statistic. Uh, you know, you can say whatever you want, but you've got to win games at the G to win grand finals, um, unless you're uh, in the COVID years. But, yeah, so they've definitely got a tough task. Collingwood's going to have a lot of uh, fans, especially uh, being in Melbourne. So it's uh, it's going to be a big game, especially uh, I feel like the Giants uh, – sorry, the Lions have definitely got the back up against the wall. Yeah, they do. And it's interesting, you look at interstate sides playing in the grand final, um, you know, I think eight of the last 10 interstate sides in the grand final have, have lost. So that's that's a massive, massive uh, number that suggests that, yeah, they're, they're really struggling. And, um, you know, I've, I'm a City Swan supporter and I've certainly seen that. We've lost three in a row at the G. So there's no doubt that interstate sides are struggling to back up uh, at the MCG on grand final day against Victorian teams, whether that be the support or the just the fact that they are on the road. I think it's probably a whole plethora of things. But... Uh, Ultimately, yeah, the odds are against Brisbane, but uh, I think they're the better team. So it's just a case of can they get out of their own way uh, and prove to Collingwood that you know they are the better side, which I think they are. I think they've got more depth, and uh, I, I just uh, I've got queries over whether Collingwood is sustainable over the game. I think Brisbane's talent is 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 strong enough to to overcome the the you know concerns that I've got for them. Yeah, I agree. I'm in the lines as well, more so from the perspective that I just take on Collingwood. Um, I hate the club. I hate the fans. Can't stand them at all. Um, and also, you've got to look at Collingwood. I don't think have beaten the Brisbane Lions since round five in 2019, um, which is a long time. 
a very long time. Um, so yeah, but yeah, I'm purely tipping Brisbane um, on the fact that one, I do think they're a better team, but two, I, I just hate Collingwood. Yeah, I don't think anyone, unless you're a Collingwood fan, uh, is wanting them to win. It's it's very hard to support them. And uh, yeah, I'm with you. I'm I'm with Brisbane. I know. I think they're not they're not the favourite at the moment, but. Uh, I've got a lot of faith in the way they've been playing. I think this is yet their year. They've built up five straight years in the finals. It's time for them to get the job done. And the way they handled Carlton last week, the old Brisbane would have faded, but the new ones faded. And they've got the Brownlow medalist, Lockie Neal, somewhat controversially in a lot of people's minds. But uh, it was interesting on uh, Monday night in our group chat, wasn't it? Just a few members that we know were shocked at Lockie Neal's victory. Yeah. Controversial for some, Derby, not for others, especially our uh, AFL form analyst, the sportsman. He uh, tipped Lockie Neal at the start of the season at about $12, so uh, not surprising for everyone. No, we'll we'll take it. It was certainly a, a very good night, I'll put it that way. But uh, we'll go, I've got a multi for the game. Uh, it's only paying $3.30. Hopefully, it'll get up. This is the same game. This is the sportsman multi for the weekend as well, but... Uh, I've got Isaac Quainer to get 15 or more disposals. I think Brisbane tend to get a lot of it, um, repeat entries in their forward 50. That means he'll get a fair bit of the pill. Uh, so I'm expecting Quainer to get 15. Great player, Isaac Quainer. And I'm expecting Jack Crisp, of course, a former line uh, involved in that Dane Beams trade all those years ago. Uh, I think he'll get 20 disposals. He's tends just to get a lot of the ball through the midfield. I've got McCluggage as well to get 20 disposals. I think he's become one of the big performers for the Lions. And I've got Cam Rayner, uh, sort of, I think, an X factor heading into this game, getting a goal for Brisbane, former number one pick back in 2017. So I've got that multi. It's four legs, $3.30. Um, and if you're not into the multi, I think just uh, back Brisbane. I think getting at 2.11, I think that's a pretty good play. I think this is their opportunity to get the job done. Yep. Well, hopefully get a few win for the wins for the punters, Derby. Uh, it's going to be a great weekend of sport. Punters, thanks for tuning in. Hope you really enjoyed the special episode. If you haven't already, make sure you tune into our uh, racing preview as well. Three Group 1s in Sydney, plus a cracking Group 2, as well as the Group 1 Moyer Stakes on Friday night at the Valley. Great. It's going to be a great weekend of sport in general. Cracking racing, grand final, and as well as the Ryder Cup. It's just going to be great. Punters, thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed. Thank you.